0: Hello, welcome to the High Hops podcast with your host, Bradley Wye. With me as always, wine guru.
1: <laughs> it love a little pause when you think about what you're going to say.
0: <laughs> Phoebe Ward. i oh, come up with them off the top of my head each I week. I wish
1: I was a wine guru.
0: I don't even, I don't... I'm, Wait a
1: minute, Bradley, did you say wine?
0: But we're a beer podcast. What's what is that this, about? What does this mean? Are we now the High Grapes podcast? <laughs> Think, uh, right. Okay. well we don't know anything about beer, but we know well we've heard of two people that apparently do. Yes. Phoebe, who are who are who are these two people?
1: Uh we spoke to Fitz and Zoe of Honky Tonk Wine Library.
0: Yeah. So, uh we we had them on. They uh they gave us two bottles of wine.
1: We in return gave them a uh kind of wine, well, it was a beer made from wine grapes.
0: Yeah, cuz we thought originally maybe just a beer. Mm. But then non-beer guru Bradley thought well wouldn't it be great if we could find something to pretty sure
1: I came up with that actually
0: well we'll find out because <laughs> in the episode I claimed that it's me and you don't say anything saying it isn't you
1: there were a few options we could have given different styles of beer just general different styles yeah. um, but if I any- was like oh I want to do a barrel aged or something but
0: if anyone is interested in uh, another wine beer combo uh we mentioned them in this episode but firestone walker yes uh we've actually reviewed them before so you can go back and listen to that episode because we actually do review a beer wine combo back then so if you're interested in more of these options there are plenty out there yeah in this episode we'll be talking a little bit about kind of uh we've heard of hop forward in uh in beer yes but we're going to be discussing about fruit forwards in wine which is quite an interesting topic, and also uh, about the method of which uh, Fitz uses coffee and tea to decide whether someone, what kind of wine someone's going yeah, to like, and how kind that could of
1: knowing. So yeah, how what someone's going to like if they don't know when they walk in, same way that people do a beer,
0: and how that maybe could translate into into beer in Phoebe, in, into Phoebe's beer world.
1: Yep, there's lots of uh, chats about the differences and similarities between wine and beer.
0: One last thing I'll say up top is uh, this episode was recorded with the two of them on one laptop, so the audio is uh, mm. is a little bit uh, hit and miss at some points. Uh, so I've tried to do the best job I can, uh, but I think the two of them have a lot of really good things to say. Yeah. Fitz definitely knows his, uh, knows his information Steph. on wine. I think maybe Phoebe could be usurped as a beer guru, even.
2: What?
0: Zach, you don't even know don't what usurped you means you'd be replaced why because you're out Fitz is in you, yeah. Yeah. let's hear from them now
3: <laughs> okay I'm um Zoe so Brody um partner of Fitz wine is not my background at all hospitality is not my background my background is probably just in admin school education and and being a mum um met Fitz two years ago, used to live in Portsmouth and just kept it on the coast, went to Chichester, then ended up in in Plymouth um 2013 when I met Fitz. Our our idea of having this wine shop was was an idea that Fitz had and we kind of thought about it for four years. So this all of this wine tasting, tasting all sorts of thing is completely new to me and I'm still learning. Lots,
1: I feel lots, like you uh, never stop learning with these things. No. <laughs> <laughs> it never stops.
3: A <laughs> yeah, little bit about me. Um,
4: 55 years young, as you can see. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm from the north of England, and uh, my background was catering, was the, the, the leisure industry. Although it was sort of, I went into drama school first, then went into like restaurant peeling spuds and all that kind of stuff. Worked down in the UK as a chef, spent some time abroad, mainly in Italy, loved the place. Got into wines around 98 Mm -hmm. Uh, and I've been in the wine and and drinks industry. So uh, the South and Southwest from 2001, Mm -hmm. no, sorry, from 1999, actually, I looked after M4 Corridor, right down, right across, uh, a lot of independent wholesalers and restaurants and bars and so forth. So, yeah, for different companies. than for myself and imported wine into the UK. Met Zoe online. That's how it's done now. <laughs> we decided we needed somewhere nice to drink, so we opened Honky Tonk.
2: <laughs>
1: Fantastic. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, we remember you guys opening, don't we? We kind of because uh, there was a little cafe there before, um, which I think we went to. Sorry, I'm yeah. not talking to my mic. He's going to tell me off. You'll see. <laughs> you that was the Hidden Olive. What was
4: there before? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, we went. Were... Yeah, yeah,
1: we we went there just well not long before they shot. Yeah. didn't we? Um, yeah, but I mean it's a, it's a great location where you guys are. Wow.
0: What made you decide to open up Honky Tonk? Uh, I guess the location in Plymouth and why in Plymouth like what what do you guys bring that you don't think anyone else in Plymouth was was doing before you?
4: The, the location was the last one we looked at. Right. Um we looked at where we was we wanted a place on the Barbican. Mm. Uh, it, which is which now it's going to be opened as open up as a bar soon, mm. and all because the, the chapu in a really nice block, and Andy Cutrell, property developer, and it's facing the gin distillery, the old Lanchyovich place in there.
2: Yeah, mm. it's
4: inside, stone, everything else. But it didn't it didn't come through because of the the regulations or whatever. So that took a while. Mm. Yeah. But honky tonk would have been different.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It would have been completely different from what it is now. Yeah. one because of what it is. Then we thought, when we was advised not to go that side of the Southern Harbour.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Up on that side,
4: yeah. Yeah. So we decided to have a look, and soon as the, I have a great feeling when Zoe has the same feeling, I and mean, when she walked in before she we even she closed the door. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> the space, the view. Zoe likes she likes the view. She likes clean spaces, white lines. She likes to see the sea and the water, mm-hmm. and that's sold it for us where it's going to and what the concept is.
3: The concept is it's, it's completely always developing. I mean, at first the concept came from, we could never find somewhere that we felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. We don't go out for meals and a lot of people don't go out for big meals anymore. And they like to have that that sharing and have that experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can never mm-hmm. find somewhere that we can go and have that experience, not feel like we we're rushed, not feel like we have to eat a big meal. Um, so that's the concept came from from having the, the deli the deli side was because Fitz is the next chef so he thought bring a little bit of food in that did take over quite <laughs> a bit more than we anticipated <laughs> no matter how much we try to dampen the food down it was just people book because they love the sharing boards and the platter
1: yeah. and right. they don't
3: have to leave or be rushed you know once you book your table for the evening that's unless you're telling us you're going elsewhere that's it. It's all about you coming in and shutting off the outside world and having time with your, You're with your partner, your group of friends catching up, having a coffee and cake. So that's how it started going forward. People have mentioned franchising, but it's difficult because Honky tonk is us mm. first, yeah. I think, because we're there all the time. We are going to, obviously, with what's happening now, we're going to go online. So that's kind of pushed that to the forefront. Mm. Quite fast, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's very, very basic. We don't have a proper website for it, but you know, we put things up on social media about what people can drink and giving them ideas. And we would like a few other shops, but Fitz would like a um, like a deli farm shop yeah. style. Ooh. Keep you know, keep all that local. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
4: mean, when you look at Plymouth, and you lucky to say the way the way it's going, mm. if you think of Plymouth twenty years ago. Mm. The, the disposable income the, the, not not they're in class but the, well put it this way we've got a lot of customers who come in who used to work in London mm. they still work in London but they live down here they sold the house and you know how much expensive it was for a, a two mil whatever it is, mm. they bought one down here which is yeah, small and they bought another two so they can rent them out so they commute to, to London once a month so they've got what they need they've got money in their pockets they've got another extra income coming in and that's what we're finding. What's happening with Plymouth?
2: Yeah. And
4: I've always said, if 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 the indigenous population doesn't smell the coffee of what's happening, they're going to we're going to lose out. Yeah. Because yeah. The, the out ones are coming in to invest. I mean, all the three new bars that I know, four new bars that are coming in was coming in on its way into into Plymouth. Bar one, a lot from outsiders.
3: Mm. when we first had the idea that we sort of put it out there to different groups a business group, yeah. Um, the Local community as well, and they all poo poo Plymouth. They all said, Oh, you'll never make any money. They said, We've already got enough wine bars here. And we're like, Okay, one of them said, We need somewhere where we could breastfeed our children. I'm like, Not sure you got the concept. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they were like, Yeah, it's, it's uh, Plymouth is Plymouth is Aldi's Liddles. You need to go to Exeter to make your money, mm-hmm. which only made us more determined.
0: It's interesting to hear about how you've managed, like, you've, you've found success in that location because you mentioned about. You were advised not to go on that side of the harbour because I, I I remember when it was the place before, and I I like various I did some stuff for the Herald and I remember doing an interview with them and they mentioned how how much of a, an issue it was being on that side. Mm. And you don't seem to have kind of encountered that. You know, you guys have seemed to, before this, were finding a lot of success and yeah. that's really great to hear. I
1: think the uh, the issues with the bridge probably uh, helped you guys out. Were people walking around
3: that way a bit more? No, no, no. it didn't make any difference. Really? Oh. Oh.
4: Yeah. It's, it's about, one, it's about a couple of things. One, doing your own work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One, defining the market that you want to cater for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Secondly, to actually... Keep to the com- your, your concept. Stick yeah. to your concept, and it's that old film, that old baseball film. I can't remember what it's called now. And there's a scene in there because build it, and then we'll come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. building the concept. If you've got the clientele out there, which we knew, we had a we had like a, a, a plan to, to twist it. What we didn't want it to be, you no, know, oh, it's a bar. it's going to get drunk. Yeah. That's why yeah. I don't do I don't do, um, I don't do pints on my beards. Yeah half sort of half, half pints pint of bottles or whatever right. the wine do 250 mil I think 250 and a put in a glass up I have a quarter of a, a, quarter of a um, bottle into a glass mm-hmm. I think it's in a bloody tooth. you know it's just too big that's just me it no, it's yeah. too much.
1: I get that yeah. you
4: know? so um, and I think it's 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 a challenge to get people over to you no matter where you are because if you rely on footfall mm-hmm. you can't control the clientele that comes in
2: yeah mm-hmm.
4: If you rely on people as a destination, you'll have more of a chance of people arriving, coming over to to see you, mm-hmm. or they're going home. One way of coming to us, rather than walking past. Oh, what's happening here? Yeah. yeah. But lunch um, times on a Saturday and a, a Sunday, it does get we got a lot of walkers. Where people are out like, walking there, you mm-hmm. know the, the walking. But yeah. The joys of our customers are come from word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's it,
3: isn't it. I'm hoping that with this lockdown, because we see a lot of walkers that this. For them to get out and have exercise, they're probably using this as a new route. Yeah. In yeah. of even new people once <laughs> we open again. Yeah. You have all
0: the you'll have all the people coming in saying like, Oh, I saw you guys like every time I was walking by and yeah. it's finally good to finally come in and open. Yeah. That was that was my story with Vessel, was yeah, so Vessel many times walking that. past it. Didn't know what it yeah. was, knew it was some you know, obviously somewhere that sold alcohol, um, and kind of became a world into what we're doing now, basically. Yeah, For no, us not. for us it was um I I was the beer person. You were the wine person. But it's weird how yeah. it switched over in terms of like you drank wine. Is in like that oh was yeah like no, drink no of I, I dr-
1: yeah wine and, was and, primarily what I drank.
0: And then I started going to Vessel and was like, hey, this is really good because you did drink beer. And then you got a job there, and now you know way more than me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what's
1: happened. I,
4: I, you know, I've always wished the vessel was on the on Sutton. I know,
1: Yeah.
4: right? I just think great. the style of it and what it is, I mean, I know it's all to do with, with cost to serve and everything, I just think you, you do, you do, you're doing well now, but I think just on there just adds a little bit more to Sutton sort of itself. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. And I think uh, people would, uh, it'd be nice to kind of be outside as well, it would be an opportunity to, because yeah. there's not really any way you can stand outside or sit outside. You're yeah, really, just so. on the road. <laughs> yeah they're like I, I, people ask if I say where I went they're like is there a beer garden I'm like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: all
1: right should we crack should we crack I guess you don't know, crack, crack a crack bottle it open over. let's open a bottle uh, do you have a preference on which wine we should start with um,
4: go with the rosé first
1: yeah okay rosé. that's, that's okay rosé with, rosé with me sure thing do, do you want to have a chat about uh, this particular sure. wine whilst we have a little sip and a taste?
4: i'm a, I'm a stickler for for wine to match, not just forget the food, but the wine to making sure you get the right aroma from the wine. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I especially if, if we pour wine where we are, if you're not my dad, it'll flip it to the top Yeah <laughs> <laughs> like anything else. Any liquid, any liquid, no matter what it is, it's got what we call a mamiscus film going across it. You know, sometimes you look at a cross of a pond, and you can see that green, still film, mm. greasy film going over it. And when you spur it up, the smell comes through. And this is why you see them swirl—they're getting rid of the they're mixing it with the air. What's in the glass? Yeah. So if you're a if you a night, I would show you a trick. We've got a little bit too much in your glass. You Use the cap, that, and get a really, really good shape. Yeah. And slide that off. What's that's mixed? Mixing into the glass now, you've got the proper aromas coming out.
2: Okay. Um,
4: this, it, 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 this is uh, Lombard from it's a village or valley called, can you know, I pronounce it around, it's tubac, two two back, two, uh, two, 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 two back, which is the valley and the area is called that in South Africa. Yeah. Now, what they've tried to do with this, it's, it's going a little bit on the French style, this particular wine, because it's um, Grenache and what's the other one? Syrah. So it's, um, it's mainly Grenache. I think it's about 70, 70 or 80% grenache and the remainder is syrup. Mm-hmm. Now, there are two red grape. So what they've actually done with this, well, it's, it's a, a method called when you lay it on the, every liquid, every say liquid, every wine because for a method of um, fermentation, mm-hmm. and it's called all oh, the, 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 the pips, the stalks, the skins, it's called the leaves, and that's in the bottom of the tank. This is less so it gets um, a certain amount of time skin contact,
2: because mm, okay.
4: that's how the colour comes from. You've got a red grape, Green grape, slightly press it. The juices are probably the same. Hmm. It's only because it's the it's the the skin and the stalks that. Well, the skin makes the colour, right? And then I long you leave, leave it in in the vat, and then again with a flavour will come from two two things: the stalks, the skins, which are in there, and if it gets oaked.
2: Yeah, yeah, so
4: that's this particular one. It's what you should be getting off this. Is imagine then um, stewed stewed fruits, stewed red fruits.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, got some sweetness there it's got a nice dry finish as well yeah so a lot of people will say they well people coming to us they always it's very rare now they'll always used to ask for a white zinfandel mm-hmm. i wouldn't stop it we, we try to taste better taste
1: that's what i ask for a <laughs> lady a
4: lady who does our, our our um our social media for us uh, she goes oh God, that's why i always drink this right so I gave her a Provence rose. Oh, she, oh I love this. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right, okay, right. And then she came in the next time and said, Look, I've got this just for you, just to try. And she tried it. She went, Oh, God, no. <laughs> really <laughs> And that was a white Simphingdale. It's wow. so much sugar mm-hmm. she's been pumped into that. It's just so sweet. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with it. There is good Simphingdale mm-hmm. rose, there is good Simphingdale rose, but I'd rather not have a sweet wine.
2: Mm.
4: I want it. Um, Fruit driven, mm-hmm. and so when someone comes into our place, I would say, "How would you grab your wine?" I go for the t- I go for the tea. I think i have the tea, the coffee, mm. and I'll see what type of um, palate they've got. Yeah. yeah, and normally I get it right. Mm. And normally I get them away from trying to make them understand the sweetness. Yeah, and the fruit. Yeah, two completely different things. You
3: say this is fruit
4: driven. This is fruit driven. Yeah. yeah,
1: no, I mean this is it's very smooth. It's very soft. Mm. I like it. But then, yeah, you've got that kind of dry not it's not a bite but it's like a dry wave afterwards which i quite yeah,
4: yeah. i finished which is oh, nice yeah I, could definitely... I mean it's only 12 percent, which is not bad it's only 12 yeah. maybe so yeah Sorry, this is one of our new ones we're bringing on so as well so it's just changing over one so we've always brought this on in the last couple of weeks okay
0: we were we was we were having a discussion about um because we were thinking this being interesting kind of like Time to learn some parallels, kind of from what we know and what the world of wine and in beer obviously hops are used, and you know, for wine, it's grapes. Are there so in the beer world, there's a kind of...
1: There's a characteristic
0: per a hop. Hops. Yeah, hop. So,
1: yeah, if yeah. you wanted to get a certain flavour or uh, things like you,
0: choose certain hops. So people might go for certain beer because they know, oh, it's got that certain hop in it, like Simcoe yeah. or something. People have a favourite hop. Does that exist in the wine world? Like, will people eye up something yeah. because it has a certain grape sort of strain yes. in it? Yes.
4: What you tend to find is that, um, if you just got to little back in a few minutes, is that we was, we still are the bastardized world of the wine world, mm. of oh, the country itself. Mm. One of the reasons mm. is because we never used to make wine, as good as we're doing now. And prior to that, you go to any other country, any other country part from the UK, what you will find is that what comes first is their indigenous pop, indigenous grapes or the country wines. Yeah. You go to Italy, Spain, Germany, France, look at their wine list. 99.9% of that wine is from the country first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you come to the UK, it's everyone and his dog in there. Yeah. You know, so uh, and that's because we was not very good at making wine. Mm-hmm. Now we are. Yeah. And we was not very good at pronouncing wine. Yeah. Now we are. Mm. Because when you think going back through the eighties to to, to, to this is far too long for you guys, <laughs> through the eighties <80s>, and the nineties, <laughs> people ask people ask by grape. And mm-hmm. sometimes they still do. Right. So we can we have a Chardonnay. Yeah. Can have a Sauvignon Blanc. Can have a Malbec. Mm-hmm. Until you throw a Spanners in the work, like we do, mm-hmm. you know someone's gonna come out a Sauvignon Blanc. Is that a Chilean or a New Zealand madden?
2: Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Because there is a difference. Yeah. There's a difference, for instance, let's say for instance, this this my our table in here, All this this room here, it's all um Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sauvignon Blanc in that corner. That corner, these four corners will taste completely different.
2: Yeah.
4: It's the blending yeah. process. Yeah. So if you said to somebody, I want a Merlot, mm-hmm. majority of the people will shout chili because it's popular to get Merlot from chili. There's something about about polyphenols in red wine and people thinking, oh, chili, oh, no, no. Because the doctor said, I saw this report, it's got <laughs> to be Merlot, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> some of it's true. Red wine, red wine is a little bit better for you than than than, than white wine. But going back to what you said, yes, depending on the grape, people are really core. Cool. Um, what do you call it? Um, friends, advocates about. I'm going for this. I always drink Malbec, and that's what I'm having. Yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> and it's a bit like it's a bit like I I wasn't anti Pinot Grigio. It's a, it's such a snob. I just didn't want. <laughs> there is <laughs> no Pinot on there's no. I just didn't want to put it on, but now oh, I put it on. You know, so I started putting Pinot. Well, only just. It's only just coming in now. Just
3: bought a new bottle. And it looked posh as well. Right.
0: <laughs>
2: You've got yeah. to do it your way. On
3: our um, wine list. We have we have different grapes, and so if people can say, or I normally have a Melbeck. But what else do you recommend? Mm. Um, and we'll, we'll chuck a few others. And we'll, what I do when I have a tasting, if I, I say, right, so if you normally go for a Melbeck, um, I'll run to Fitz and say, what other wines go really well? <laughs> and I'll get uh, three or four glasses, just a little tasty, but I won't mark any of them. And I'll just make sure I know which glass is which. And just let them, give them 10 minutes and taste. Mm-hmm. And then, right, I'll go back. Which one, what was your first you know, initial. Because some people taste a wine and they, they know instantly. Oh, that's not for me. Then mm. others, it takes a bit more, mm. few more tastes to go through them. Yeah. Um. I quite like the idea that people come in and are more experimental mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: with our wines, and um, we've got yeah. probably when we go back, we we'll have about thirty wines by the glass. Awesome. So wow. That people can- try yeah it. nice it's Nice for, for people to try something something a bit different other than the, the normal yeah well I, I can
1: totally relate to that we get people in beer that are uh, I drink proper bitter I, I drink um pale ale that's all I drink and that's cool um usually we get a lot of people that come in they go I don't I don't really know what I like um yeah. Sam has categorized like the fridges so we've got three fridges and um kind of roughly the first fridge is the hoppy fridge so you've got your pales, your IPAs, Um, there's lagers at the bottom and then in the second fridge it's a darker fridge so you've got your stouts, your porters, Um, you'll probably have some uh, Belgians at the bottom and some barrel aged things like that and then the final fridge is fruities and sours and more belgian as well so i can that's kind of how we categorize it so when people come in i'm like oh what do you what do you usually go for yeah and then i can kind of go okay which fridge am i going to go to
0: and it's it's that yeah. same thing as well when they come in and they go oh i drink Stella or i drink um punk punk ipa and things yeah they'll, and it's oh, they'll the like, same give me a brand. Kind, it's the same reaction of like for you it's like the grape st- uh, strain mm. but like for us it's well for you i guess it's like the Oh, no, that's the really common one. Like, I'll give you something similar, mm. but it's yeah. done way better and it's way more authentic. Yeah. Um, like, you, you guys you guys were saying with this this drink that, you know, this is a more natural version. This is, you know, it's led with the fruit rather than just injecting yeah. flavours or injecting sweetness into it. And beers are very similar. Like, mm-hmm. the, the sort of mass-produced ones, a lot of the time the flavour can be artificially made to get to where it is, whereas – a lot of more craft breweries that process is way more experimental so they're never able to give you the same beer over and over again Mm -hmm. correct me if i'm wrong here. yeah no no no, sure but like what you get as a result feels way more authentic and way more natural and you compare like a an artificial a barrel aging for example like you compare a a stout which will be like a a 11 percent and things and they'll be like uh we've mentioned it multiple times on our uh in the podcast but like a a terramisu stout and literally tastes like a terramisu, but
3: oh, I, I did love, love <laughs> stout. Oh, right
0: and it, it's, so it's good. one of we, we we grew to love it, but it's become nah, one a of stout our solid. From oh, day oh, well, one. okay, well I grew to love it, but become a firm stout drinker. So good. Um, but you compare a a ter- uh, you compare a stout that's been aged in a certain barrel to develop a certain flavor and mixed with different barrels, to, um, wine barrels or different oak barrels to create this kind of flavor. And then you compare that to a stout that has had that artificially made.
1: Like a marshmallow stout. And the stout.
0: artificial one might taste great, but then when you compare it to one that's naturally got there and it's taken the years to sort of age mm-hmm. and get, get to that position, you go, it's, it's night and day, and you can totally yeah. see what you're paying the difference for. <coughs> well, it's like,
1: it's like Yusuf, it's, it's the blend. Yeah. It's the blend and yeah. it's the fermentation. Um, And if you really know what you're doing, you know how you can blend certain hops and you know how long you can ferment in a barrel or in a open... Uh, cool ship so mm-hmm. it's yeah it's you can tell um yeah I'm
4: quite challenging when when customers come in if I've got the time and when we're challenging I'll always challenge a customer and one <laughs> thing and I'm not a lover of is somebody comes in they'll get a nice bottle of wine it goes oh, I'm really thirsty oh it a beer no no more <laughs> yeah I like could that. sell them I could sell I can upsell them and sell but why because you're just going to ruin the taste of what you have in what's mm-hmm. the point yeah. No, you let's not slush sloshing off. Yeah. We have like to understand that the UK is changing and it'll change even better, right? mm-hmm. I think. we we'll a rough time after this after this this virus, this situation. But we was changing, we're on a change, and what we want to change for, we was coming in closer and having our own produce. Mm-hmm. The amount of breweries that opened up, yeah. good quality breweries. Yeah. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit annoyed and peed with the gin industry because and everybody and his dogs doing it and yeah. putting fancy labels on it and putting a little bit whatever and he said this is this I'm trying to get some story behind it and, I, and he thought what? <laughs> That's why I have pulled a little bit, a little bit away from gin.
2: Okay.
4: Um, yeah, I have, I have more rum rum's coming up. Mm-hmm. We've got some great gins, yeah. but it's, there's a lot of marketing on these things, mm. and it's the same with thank God for the for, for Sam the, uh, the the vessel and a few others that were opening up that give people the quality, give them a the choice. Yes. Yeah. If it's not price, because people, I remember once yes. I was I, in a place and I was helping somebody in a bar and um, I was serving behind the bar and um, a lady comes and goes, can I have a Bricardian Coke please? Oh, so we're, at, we're out of Bacardi, but I've got some H- Havana Whites. She goes, oh, I don't like rum. Oh, <laughs> um, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's because let's educate them, let's slow them down on the drinking yeah. because Spain, Italy, they drink as much as us, mm-hmm. but they
1: drink for a longer term. So you get trends in um, in beer, so uh, like different styles will come and go in, you know, popularity. So one minute, like a sa- like certain sours, everyone's drinking sours and then it's lager. Um, does that happen with wine? So like, I can imagine in like wintertime, it's more red and you've got like the seasonal trends. But do you find that there are styles that, you know, just kind of... Suddenly, get more popular randomly.
4: It depends where you are, where you are, mm. who you ask in, what bar you are, what class you are, and it's true because ninety-nine. The, the bulk of the wine sales in the UK are from those they enjoy wine. Mm. Don't know too much about it, but that that there's there's over I think there's over six thousand type of grapes out there. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them are cold and bastardized and whatever. You ask people, know a handful at the moment. It's Malbec, Merlot, um, Pinot Gris, Sauvignon Blanc, uh, a Chardonnay, yeah. a Chenin Blanc. That's your main, yeah. What people will, will be because that's what's in the pubs and the main eaters, the main bars. That's what it. That's what it is. So you get your trends, but you also get the other people, the mm. other people who are really interested in wines. Mm. It's like, for instance, I love a, a wine from Italy called Pecorino. Mm-hmm. And when we and the missus was up at up um, uh, Manchester one time, we were having a nice drink in a nice, beautiful Italian place. And I and said, Oh, she's fantastic. And I've forgotten what you should taste like. But <laughs> would it work down here? Well, yes, we put it on. There's a lady who comes in, and that's all she has now.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's, a, there's not such of a mass trend as mm. such, but there is a seasonality when it comes to work. Yeah. People want to, drink, to red, red because they think, Oh, it's, it's winter now, I need to drink my heavier red right, and all this kind of stuff.
3: Well,
0: you know that rose will fly off the
3: shelf in the yeah. summer. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. The turnaround on wine is a lot slower. To, it's a lot slower to make than beer. Like, beer, you can kind of, they, you know, it's mm. all there's, you talk talking about following the trend. There's always the next beer, the next hype. Like, all these breweries are coming out with several different beers every month. And there's always a new kind of hype beer for the week. Yeah. You know, like I keep saying to Phoebe, like, she's like, but we have to get this beer because it's really good and it's really, it's got this thing. And I'm like, yeah, but guess what? Next week, there'll be an equal beer. <laughs> That's just as big and just as punchy and just. as I am as hyped. really
1: glad I got the Aunt Bessie one
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I assume that doesn't happen as much with wine. Like it's not like there's a completely new, you know, hyped wine coming out this Friday that you can only get for a very limited no, it's, amount.
4: Small of the wines. I mean, everybody's talking about natural, uh, organic wine. Organic is great. Yeah, natural wines and um, we've got orange wines, which is natural, of natural wines but they don't last long. They don't keep long because they have a little bit of sediment into the bottle. The bottle mm-hmm. will be quite, the liquid will be quite grey, Yeah. Because wine is naturally cloudy.
2: Yeah.
4: And this is why there is a difference between vegan, vegetarian and normal wine. And yeah. it's because the process that they make to, to refine it, they'll use animal products. Yeah. Animal products will go through, whether it will be um, carcass skin, guts or whatever, egg, egg whiting, all that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. they use to clear the wine. Right. And whether they leave wine and let it do it naturally Process is just a little bit longer. That's all. Give mm. another six weeks, whatever, for the wine to clear. The sediment will drop at the bottom, and they'll clear that. Champagne. That's what they do with champagne. Yeah. When you think about um, champagne, majority of the, the leading one of the leading wines in champagne is a red wine, mm. which is Pinot Noir. You'll find a lot in in in, in champagne. Mm. And when they when they how they do they're just kind of, what they do. Have to get the red of the champagne. It's naturally made fermented, so you can not. Na- that's where the fish comes from. They don't put anything in there. Mm. So when it's as the, the older method, I think they still do it. They'll let it rest like this, and they keep turning it, keep turning it. Yeah. Okay, so the sediment drops. It drops into this this point of the bottle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm tipping the bottle upside down. Right, so I'm my, my neck of the bottle, and I'll keep turning it every so often. Yeah. So the sediment rests in there. Right. And once it rests, it'll freeze that top, chop it, and take it out. So all the sediment's gone out of that. Wow. wow. That's what that they used to do with, 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 with champagne. Um, so they get they rid they of stop- the
1: yeast in champagne because I know we the we, bleh, champagne yeast is used in quite a few beers, but they just yeah. they just leave it in, they just kind of let yeah. it stick around. But yeah, no, very very similar. Um, well, the yeast, yeah. yeast is in all wines
4: because it's yeah. on the skins. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you're going to be using all wines, and, and that's why people when what what we're, what we're doing now were were not pump room. We're we're looking after our, our every category out there. Mm. Low alcohol wine, mm. wine with no wheat tracing it, and and you know yeast tracing it. Um, vegan wine, vegetarian wine, yeah. and the list keeps going on and on yep. and someone's even asked me to have kosher wine. No,
1: it's the same. It's the same with beer. Um, like you know, we've got we've got few gluten free beers. A um, main, they're mostly vegan now, um, mm, mm-hmm. and I think because it is it was a fish bladder for beer and they've just started using seaweed instead mm. um so yeah but again it's having people well it depends it depends on what kind of beer you go for but you get customers that are like i want clean beer they will not have a hazy beer they think it's gross uh, that little bit of yeast at the bottom they're yeah. just like what is that i don't want it but then now like people like proper hazy like if you can't see through it like for us anyway, like a <laughs>
2: dipper.
1: Oh, that's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to yeah. be thick. It's going to be juicy.
0: Yeah, you like it when you can't see through it. Well, we like it when you can't see yeah, through it. Yeah, you beer. can't see light through it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to, I don't know if you mentioned, but did you want to say why exactly, why Why did you, why were these two the ones you picked out?
4: Yeah. One, the new. Mm-hmm. Two, I think on this, on this on this one, it's a Kalfou Chardonnay. I think Chardonnay coming back. Uh, and actually it is. And I think Chardonnay had a such a bad name. And why? Because eighties, nineties, Chardonnay started getting popular and popular and popular. It's one of the grapes that we could pronounce as as, as English English drinkers, because the majority of the wines at that time was French. Mm-hmm. So we can speak French, most of us we could pronounce the grapes in French. But everyone started cutting on about putting the grape on the the label in a language that so you can speak with. And I thought you get used to it. Now Chardonnay itself, the, one of the biggest successes Chardonnay and, and was it was um, Australia, mm. and all of a sudden they do it just everywhere. And they, it was it's, we called it a teabag effect. Imagine a big vat, yeah, and to get a little bit of oak, they had oak chip like a teabag, and waved it through the vat of wine, Ooh. kept it in mm. rather wow. it, rather than going into oak barrels and maturing because they wanted it to be. Oak in quick, get out in the bottle, let's sell it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now, the oak in a lot of wine is a little bit more subtle. Yeah. In this one, none whatsoever. Steel vat, uh, no, it's Calfoo, um, Calfoo yep. means blue. And this is from, um, uh, like I said, from Chile, just out uh, What's the third one? So you've got Casablanca and from Cal, um, Calgate mm-hmm. Valley. Yep. So in the Valley, you know, the, the valley there's three main where the grapes come from, three main areas. So it's a little bit like a cooperative. But this Kalfu is absolutely Kalfu Mullet is absolutely a really fruit-driven, no oak, no nothing, inoffensive chardonnay. But it packs a punch because it's still twelve and a half percent. Yeah. So yeah. in this type of weather and the weather that we've been having, sun, so, um, this is fantastic. It really, really is. We we tried it a while ago, but it missed the one on our list. So I, I came back to it. Right. Um, tried it when we first opened, and the, the supplier themselves who brings it over for us. And we decided to come back for it. So you're gonna get this completely different taste of what you've just been drinking. Yeah. This is it, this is think pineapple. You know?
0: I mean, I'm 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 smelling it and it just smell wise completely different than the last thing.
1: It's got like a kind of um not oaky, but it's got like a kind of Wooden. yeah. Oak, well, the oak but it's was bringing the, thing out that the came sweetness. to
0: me. That was the thing first. Maybe thing it's because it uh,
1: Fitz was saying it because we do that it, a lot. But right? <laughs> it does smell really sweet. And I think with with beer, when it's been barrel aged, it mm. that kind of brings out the sweetness. But mm. I, don't know. I don't know. Let me try it. a lot of wine now
4: is it's subtle with oak, mm. yeah. You know, have, uh, a percentage of been oak, oh, but they're, what, what they're doing now. A lot of them they're having the same grape, same pr- producing the same, 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 um. Uh, Vanyard, and yeah. what they will do is a proportion of 20% of it in oak, mm-hmm. and they'll blend it again. Yes. So the oak is not too strong.
0: Yeah. This
4: is very much a food wine as well. Really, really nice wine. Um, and it just sits in our portfolio quite well, because people want that fruit-driven, a bit more high-concentrated, fruit-driven type, type mm. of wine. Mm. But you can feel the alcohol more in this for some
0: reason mm, you've gone up a five. you can it's it, yeah, it's only 0. 0.5 wow. but percentage wise it genuinely tastes like there's a massive difference yeah, between the does. two of them like if you gave mm. the other one to someone I think they'd say I mean I would say that it tastes really like doesn't taste doesn't taste alcoholic almost really and then this one, there is that, it does feel like there is a bump.
1: It's got a heavier body, mm. I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I could, it, well, what you've
4: got to understand as well with, with wine and with everything, it's it's really about you. This, yeah. this is, wine is the one category when somebody walks into a place, some people are still scared of it. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Oh, I don't know what I mean. Really like. I don't. Oh, I don't know anything about wine. I says I don't want you to know anything about wine. Yeah. This is what I'm here for. Yeah. I want you to know your own taste buds.
2: Yeah. So
4: <laughs> uh, me, I'll ask them about the drink, the coffee, and so forth. over time, and then I'll try and match the taste buds with the wine yeah. and the what before. Yeah.
1: I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Um, I think I, I did actually listen. You've got you have got your own podcast, and I did listen. And you mentioned the tea and coffee thing, and I was like, I'm gonna
4: use that. <laughs> I was
1: like. <laughs> Like that's a really good way. It's yeah. perfect for any alcoholic drink. Yeah, it is.
4: <laughs> You've got to think about it, and let's run through again. Especially, especially if you're red or white. When you think red, red wines, mm. masses of tannins. you think of you know that? So if somebody didn't like all that, and they put sugar in their yep. their tea, and they're putting milk in their sorry sugar in the milk into yeah. milk into it, suppressing them tannins. That to me says Yeah you're probably not a good drinker. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah.
4: It's just, I'm you, it's one of that dryness in the mouth, isn't yeah. it? So you probably want to go that way. You probably will. You probably go for a probably a, a lighter English stout, which yeah. is a little bit more smoother, more rounded, more. Uh, there is some there is some honey fruits coming through, yep. in it. things like that, are a lighter ale. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with somebody on white white wines. Yeah. If somebody likes it strong, they like their tea strong, like this strong. To me, I'll point them in the direction of something like a um know an Alvarino, an Alvar- Alvarino. Um, an old Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. That's there. Yeah. yeah. That's mainly to their taste because they use them strong flavors. I like a lot of flavor in that. Yeah. And it will transfer that right over to um to, to base. Definitely.
1: definitely. Well, I'm thinking of us now because I have sugar and milk in my coffee, yeah. and I like I I can't I'm I'm getting into red now, but I don't drink red wine. You don't have any milk or sugar, and you you like red wine.
0: I like espresso, black coffee. Yeah. That kind of yeah. You're that's a red my, wine yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: So that, I would say I would say beef. That's where you like. I'm going. I'm thinking a couple of uh, uh, Cabernet, a good Shiraz, mm-hmm. um, a Malbec, mm-hmm. nice heavy Malbec. Yeah. That would be your palate. Yeah. And don't forget, because of the grape as well, the grapes are going to taste very different. I've never been a massive fan of Cabernet Sauvignon mm-hmm. until I had the one that we brought in called Lockhart. And I did a taste at uh, um, um, a customer of ours. She was, she got a new house and she wanted to deck out all her salad. Mm. So... I went down and we did a tasting, uh, Zoe and I, and we we're tasting this uh, Lockhart Cabernet, Cabernet, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, which is a red, and I'm tasting it myself, and I thought, shit, I'm trying. This is really nice." <laughs> <laughs> just, you see, what, sometimes you've got to be careful with, especially red wine. When you taste it and if you feel like, oh, it's just, gosh, this is quite sweet, quite fruit-driven, just turn the label around and look at the back. Yeah. You're probably talking about 14, 50% ABV. People... Mistaken sweetness, I think it's sugar. But it's not. It's alcohol.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah.
4: Concentrated more. It's alcohol. It, yeah. It's not strong strong wine, so yeah.
3: <laughs> if you're like an espresso and, and like Italians, mm. and it is almost the opposite, mm. how, are your beers very, very different to how...
0: So, but the thing beer? is,
1: surprisingly... I can enjoy a lager more than you. You, yeah, you but like they're lagers. They're quite light, and I mean, I've got I've got a sweet tooth, so uh, milk stouts and like, yeah, tiramisu oh, stouts, things yeah. like that. I just I love them. See, um, but I
0: don't like them. You like anything that's really sweet with the beers. I
1: don't like really bitter. So any beer with grapefruit in, I really struggle. Yeah, um, it's but- that that bitterness. I'm not. Really but into I'll the like,
0: bitter. I i don't mind. I mean, there's, mind if it's it. really bitter, then I usually don't like it. But I don't mind. Like, we had a beer this week. And you were like, "Oh, it's verging on too bitter for me." Is that and the one thought, you bought
1: from the clairvoyance Uh
0: Well, that one was very bitter. That was very bitter. But one of the ones we did on Saturday, you said, "Oh, this is a bit too bitter." And that, I was thinking, yeah. "I can't taste any bitterness in this at all. Like, yeah. this is fine to me." I
1: also can't really do like <laughs> I can't really do sour either. Like, I'm, I'm trying real hard, Sam. I'm trying really hard. Um, <laughs> but sour sour beer is just uh,
0: you yeah you you yeah, struggle with sour
1: yeah it's, it's, it's funky it's funky it was yeah it's the way it's made as well it's uh wild <laughs> it's kind of yeah it's interesting and i just i try the ones i like are the very very gentle sours like yeah yeah so the ones that have probably got loads of sugar in so yeah no it's, it's interesting but i think because we we tend to just try everything don't we
0: We'll give it a go because I mean that was how I got into stouts. Like I didn't like stouts for the longest time, and now I think I, I can't imagine not being able to drink them. I so love stout. when even you know even lagers and 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 sours, they're not my two go to things, but mm. I will give them a go because I always think, well, maybe there will be that 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 sour for me that suddenly makes me go, mm. oh, this is this is you know yeah. this has changed everything.
1: But then you've also got like the smoky ones, and I really like a smoky lager. Yeah. Like the, we've got a beer. It's a, it's a Marzen and it's like a proper Belgian Marzen. And it literally, I don't like sausages, but mm. this beer tastes like a proper German sausage and it is the best thing ever. <laughs> it is one of my favorite beers by far. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. I was going to say, mind blowing.
0: Speaking of food though, um, yes. If you Good were pairing these two with food, what would you, um, what would you serve them with? Like what would be your, what would be the food that you'd uh, recommend for someone having these two at the moment?
4: Again, again, it is really about your taste. Yeah. It's really about you as an individual. We can give you guidelines of what to go for, but it's really about your taste. With the rosé, think something like, think salmon, great with salmon, great with a nice grilled salmon, um, or even smoked salmon, the sort of acidity there to attack that, yeah. Ice cream sauce, great with a light pasta dish as well. With the, the coffee, a the coffee, what you're drinking now, I think again the same same levels on that okay. because it's richer, it's a little bit higher in alcohol. Your sauces could be a little bit stronger as well. Mm. Um, it would go well with some medium to light spiced foods.
3: Okay. Because some, nice yeah, yeah some yeah. nice, yeah.
0: yeah. Salamis. Mm. Oh, okay. You're, you're down for that. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I like salami and that kind of stuff.
3: What I,
4: what I, what I, oh, not the spice, I, I, I'm not a lover of it, in the wine world. One, there's a snobbery around it, yeah. not as much as it was it used to be. And two, when, you, when you're when you describing the wine, it's like you've got plums in your mouth when you're talking, so you can see them writing it. Yeah. So you can see someone really thinking hard, writing this wine, so it sounds jilly-goolish, you know. What? Between <laughs> of Lachlan and all the... <laughs> you <know? laughs> if you've never been there, you can't see it. No. To, yeah. me, give, to me, probably give the region, because people travel. That's what we need to give. Mm. Then give your own personal view yeah. if you can. Mm. That's why some of the ones on our wine list, I try to give if mm. I've tasted it, or customers taste it, or own personal view. It's like our, um, one of our cheeses, Douglas begonia. Mm. Zoe just it. It's like candy floss.
3: So <laughs> loads <long laughs> of it.
4: You know, people
3: are like, oh, around. so loads of it. <laughs> it is a nice cheese, though. Yeah, we, we, we love, love our cheese. As soon as you put it in your mouth, middle is melts away and then you're left with
4: this cream yes. on the outside oh it's a, it's a French <laughs> roll calamari it's fantastic oh.
1: French cheese giving yeah, yeah dang now I <laughs> want cheese we we do like our cheese as well
0: cool should we move on to our last yeah. uh, our beer I the surprise for you guys for today
4: now, you, know, you have to do one or two things mm-hmm. when, when you drink this can you want to have this beer and I'll let you explain it it's conditioning your mouth because you're gonna. Yes. It's gonna smack it in the face yep. because you just have two two wines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. for so the first one you're gonna think, oh, glass of water. Either
0: you guys, are, you guys are gonna see the glasses we've got for this beer, by the way, and be like, wait, why well, have they got? Why no. are they now getting out the nice wine glasses? We need to
3: talk about some <laughs> glassware.
0: Just taste.
4: That's
3: almost like a cider. Really. This is great with food. Oh, this is a, this is. A, I'm not a beer drinker, but this is like a summer barbecue. I could happily. There you
1: go. Drink. So this is a uh, cantillon, and I can't pronounce it. This is this is basically throughout our podcast, me trying to say words I cannot pronounce. Uh, I'm going to say visgerone. Visgerone. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so it's the grapes. that is obviously the visgerone um and but it's a lambic style so it's uh, spontaneously and wild fermented so it's in an open um container usually steel but I don't know what they do
3: there mm.
1: I like this so uh, sam has given me he gave me a massive paragraph as with a with a photo which i imagine he got from google um of uh, some so he reckons that, well no he doesn't reckon they reckon that this is a uh, goes back as far as Romans. This style, um, so uh, in some artwork, oh, very nice, very nice we pop. We could have got that mic. on the mic. I know
0: it's fine. Continue with your. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly,
1: um, so in some Renaissance, Renaissance period artwork of uh, Central Europe, you can see crowds of people drinking th- like lambics instead of wines. Um, so, yeah, the, I think, I don't know if that's something to do with the accessibility or whatnot. So you two
3: haven't
4: tried
1: this? We haven't tried it yet, no. Um, well, this is that, sour,
4: that, this is that sour pop you're talking about. There we go. So this is very much food. You need to drink the food.
1: Smell it, Bradley. Smell it. Ooh. I don't know. It smells quite sweet to me. Let's have a go.
4: Remember, first taste, condition, it's going to be sharp.
1: See that's all right. I've had some really crazy sours that really punch you in you. the face. Yeah, but this is soft
0: because we thought it'd be interesting to try and find something that's a crossover from what you guys like. Because mm. there are there's a there's actually a brewery in America uh, called Firestone Walker, um, and their history is it started as the Fire uh, Firestone.
1: It was one of the two. It's two, um, two families: the Walker and the Firestone family. And um, yeah. it
0: started as a winery, and then uh, a family from Cornwall moved over and and met the one of the brothers met this guy, and wanted to do beer, and yeah. they'd never done beer and wanted to do it, so they thought, well, let's team up. So they became Firestone Walker, and now they do wine and beer yeah but occasionally they will do a beer that is a kind of crossover between the two of them to sort of stay true to the heritage so yeah that was the first time I'd ever sort of realized that people still make do make beer with grapes so mm-hmm. I thought it'd be interesting to kind of ha- interesting to have that crossover yeah
1: so there were three that I could choose from I was I wanted it to be um something we could kind of mm, connect with in a way so though i was thinking uh you know there's champagne yeast maybe we could get a beer that has champagne yeast mm. um and then sam brought this one up and it's got it's got wine grapes in it so i was like um <laughs> i th- think this was probably the best uh, best one to go for there's loads of like beers that are um it, it would have been really cool if we could have done a few different styles maybe we can do it in the future mm. but like stouts that are in different um wine barrels so you've got like oak and all sorts of things yeah um yeah i would
3: like to do that because i and i know nothing about beer mm. but yeah. I, I imagine i would be a more stout person because mm-hmm. i according to fitz's tea and coffee analogy i shouldn't like guinness mm. but i do yeah, <laughs> so yeah okay I, See, I didn't
1: drink guinness until after i started working at vessel i, I didn't try <laughs> it and since i've had stouts from wherever um i Guinness has zero flavor for me now. So, um it would I wish I tried it before because my uh, my we've mentioned it in the podcast before my grandfather that's all he drank. Mm. Um and I think I just with for that reason I was like I'm just, I'm not going to drink it. But yeah, it's it's really good to cook with. I've made like um stews and stuff with, with Guinness, Guinness in. Yeah. Um but yes, the stouts I have now they're usually like thick and sticky and not Guinness. So
0: Phoebe, do you want to talk about what this yeah, glass I'm, I'm is? Interested. Yeah. Ah. Why we've suddenly cracked out the wine glasses for the last one. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: So um these are tekus and you tend to serve um well you serve stronger beers in, so you'd have like a stout in here. Um, sour beers and yeah, generally lambics and things like that get served in tekus. So they're kind of the fancier wine glass of the beer world. And um I'm really strict with tekus, as my customers will tell you, because I'll, I'll pour out one of their beers. that's really, really hoppy, but just so happens to be strong into just a normal half pint, and they'll be like, I want a teku, because they're just so fancy.
0: <laughs> the first time I got served one of these, I was like, oh, I really like this. I want, and now I have three of them. Yeah. So I've got these two and one more in the kitchen. Yeah, they're fancy. And we've only got two half-decent wine glasses.
1: Yeah, we do. That's the thing. Just look at the shape of
4: it. You're getting your nose in. Yeah, that's so true. Your nose, you get your, the palate and your, the aroma. Yeah, I think that's why it tastes good. If you put it on a straight flat glass. Yep. That's why the the beers that we're serving. Yeah. Not serving a flat glassware because you just get. Gonna... Yeah. are getting your nose in. Yeah. Drink it, that's quite yeah. nice. That. So yeah.
0: even if like if you know if we, we want to do more, I guess we you know easily could put it in a wine glass if it's a teku. But mm. with with what I wanted to know with wine is there a is because obviously there's. There isn't just one kind of wine glass. So are there specific wines that you will pour into specific glasses or is it just a kind of yeah. degrees of level of quality of the glass?
3: There are specific wines and especially, uh, when it comes to sparkling and we've had a battle mm-hmm. since we opened because oh, wow. <laughs> I ha- I bought a load of these really lovely vintage style glasses mm-hmm. that fits absolutely hates and they are straight. <laughs> you do fill it to the top Like a one, two, five goes straight to the top. It's perfect. And every time I gave one to my customer, They're like, oh what wonderful glasses or oh, what lovely champagne or, or sparkling, whatever they were drinking. They loved it. Um, and Fitz <laughs> says they should be in a proper champagne glass. So we 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 have about three different sparkling glasses in the shop. And I do test, we do we do try it out with customers. We'll pour the same wine in all three glasses.
2: Mm.
3: And it does make a difference. Mm. It does make a difference. Especially the sparkling with the bubbles that come up. Yeah. Um yeah, you you all have your different mm. taste like, uh, A cup of tea. I have I have a cup for my tea and have a cup for my coffee, <laughs> and, specific, and they taste completely different when I have them the
1: wrong way oh, round. Yeah. That's an interesting. That's an interesting experiment we can do actually. But um, <laughs> I yeah, by
3: like the weight of it, if you went to like spoons, we mm-hmm. don't. But mm-hmm. if you have in the past, you can have a, a glass of wine or a beer in a in one of them really big cheap thick chunky glasses
4: yeah
3: and you go to like a lovely crystal glass it tastes the whole experience of you yeah. drinking that beer wine whatever it is you're drinking is yeah. completely yeah what do you guys think of with beer oh this is lush i, I really like, like it i'm
0: surprised you like it because considering you don't usually like you don't usually go for this kind of it's thing it's
1: got like an interesting bitterness to it when i first smelt it i could smell a bit of Almost like a lagery smell. Yeah, I don't know if you did. I still do. Um, mm. I can smell the malts in it,
0: which is really weird. What about you guys? What were your what are your thoughts on this last one then?
4: I didn't when I first opened it, and yeah. that's because I'm very much of it takes me a while to get my taste buds on that particular wine, that particular thing going. Yeah, yeah. um, it's like because normally if I was for instance we had a wine tasting, we showed our wines, and we had a when we first opened me. Some customs and we tasted sixty-six six wines. Now, sometimes I'll go to the Olympia show and there's thousands and thousands of wines. but we taste and spit, taste and spit. Yeah, yeah. I've not. So that does affect your palate. Yeah. But I took the first, 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 first smell of this and first taste and I thought, hmm, I don't know. But now it's starting to grow and warm on me. Yeah. Because yeah. it's getting. I, I always, I always can tell when something's quality for me because when I pour it and when I drink it, and you sometimes you get that. Yeah. Here mm-hmm. you're drinking some pretty good stuff. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's getting the every senses the yes. most, the most uh, what to call it um, sensitive organ in your mouth. It's your it's, sorry, in your body is your tongue. Yeah. You could sweetness, acidity, alcohol, dryness, uh, tannins. It's just complex. This to me, I quite like it. I think. If we pushed it, we
0: could probably do a couple of bottles of this. I reckon, yeah, I reckon so. so, It's interesting you talk about that with sours, because I always feel like that. Every time I have a sour, there's that initial kind of shock. And then that initial shock of like every every time, at the moment anyway, of, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And then after a few sips, you sort of kind of come to it and you go, actually, and you're right, it is because it's such a shock to the system. For me, it's such a shock to the system straight off the bat. And then you kind of... You have a few sips and you go. Actually, this has been quite nice. And mm. I think you, a lot of the time, are still having that shock to the system every time. Yeah. And well, I'm still, in, and I do do enjoy it. Sorry, what was that?
3: It's like jumping into that into the sea. It's it is, is. Yeah. Exactly. So you it, and it's, it's
0: good. You can
3: relax in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good way of thinking about
4: it. This for me, this is this is barbecue weather. Yeah. This yeah. is good strong meats because you've got. Bags of acidity in there. Yeah, You've got that tangy sweetness, that tangy mm. sourness as well. Mm. This to me is great with a good barbecue. Oh, a yeah. big good roast. Can you imagine that crispiness on of a, of a beef? Yeah. <laughs> that crispiness of a dried bit on the meat of a roast. This matched with that. <gasps> <laughs>
0: thank you very much for listening to the High Hots podcast uh, we actually did that episode probably went on for a, another half an hour after mm. that but um, I think we wanted to I wanted to try and keep it relevant to the topic but yeah. I definitely think we'll have them on again
3: sure. uh, because
0: they had a very lot of in, like Fitz Fitz specifically had a lot of interesting things to mm. say too much for one episode of this so we we'll definitely <laughs> want to have him back on to tap into that uh, uh, mind as well yeah. um, we asked him uh, where people can go to support him and he had this to say
4: first and foremost I want everyone who's listening to listen to this, wherever it is in the country, to put your local local businesses. From your green grocers that are still open to your bare mm-hmm. people, to your in, independence, that they're the backbone of, of the UK economy. Not mm-hmm. your big nationals, it's your smaller guys like us. Secondly, to find Honky Tonk Wine Library. Yes, we you can find us online as well, so just Google Honky Tonk. It'll have a wrapper of things on there from a couple of reviews from our from our uh, Facebook page you'll find on there as well. And if you can find our website, www.hungytopwinelibrary.com, in there this shop, and then we'll do some home deliveries. We're just about to open the portal, so we'll, we'll deliver around the country. Ooh. So that'll be, um, we're just getting that sorted so we deliver around the country. And we're quite open with ideas of people looking for things. So if you're looking for a particular wine, name, a particular beer or whatever, or a, a spirit, we'll try and find it because with my background and career, I can try and source it from someone. If it, it may not be the right one, that brand, because it's only to one distributor. And he, then things like, some, things like Sam brings in, mm-hmm. I might not be able to get it, but if I go to Sam and buy it, some off him and put it on my shelves, that's great. Mm. So yeah, I would just, just finish off on that. Onky we're here. We're going to be here for a long time. We're, we're pushing to making sure we reopen as smoothly as possible. You'll find us online and keep supporting, so thank you, and thank you guys as well. Yeah, it's been thank nice really, thank <laughs> you for, for for doing this. We do our own podcast, so it'd be nice yeah. to when we're back up and running and again. You must come, come on as well.
0: And I think it'd be really cool to uh, uh, go on to a different podcast no. for once because I'm so used to setting up my own podcast, it's it'd so be nice weird. to just be the guest on someone else's. So I'm very looking forward to that. But yeah. no, thank you very much for the both of them for coming on. We we, we had a really good time uh, drinking and we drunk. All of that alcohol very quickly after. It was, those we wines that. were
1: really nice.
0: Yes, I. Uh, it was. It was the first time since maybe Sharp'em. because when, when we speak about it in the episode about how like the difference in kind of the quality of the wine and immediately out the gate you could you could go wow this is this, mm. these two were very special.
1: Yeah, in the same way that you know we would spend a little extra on beer because mm. it's the quality. It, same goes for wine, yeah. you know, and I, yeah, support independence. I
0: always used to think it was like diminishing returns, like after. After like five, ten pounds, are you really getting that much more for a more expensive bottle of wine? But it definitely opened my eyes to what wine can be like. Yeah. And if you are speaking to someone who knows what they're doing, it can be a completely different world, the same way craft beer was for us. Thank you very much for listening. You can find us on Instagram. Yep. Twitter and Facebook. Yep. You can follow us on all good podcasting apps. We have had another rating from iTunes. I don't know who from, but thank you. <laughs> but if you could rate us on your podcast of choice, that would be fantastic. It does well yeah. for us. Uh, we'll be back again next week with the Craft Beer Channel. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Are we not going to do a beer in between?
0: We'll do a beer afterwards. Okay. unless you, Do you want no, to?
1: No, I don't mind. I don't mind. Craft Beer Channel will be fun.
0: Okay. We're doing Craft Beer Channel next week. Uh, exciting. So stay tuned for that. Uh, you can follow Phoebe on Untapped. Yes. And you can email us at hellohighhops at gmail.com for any recommendations.
1: Yep. Tell your friends.
0: Thank you very much for listening.
1: Bye.